The reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. We want to welcome you to another episode. So let's have some fun for the next 30 minutes. Let's go. Let's have at it. Man, my brother, it's good to see you again. Since I saw you last, I had another birthday. Turn that calendar over. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I'm here celebrating. I'm still having a good time. But most importantly, I just want to say thank you to all those who sent me salutations and wished me a happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My first take, brother. Did you see what the angels are doing? Are you keeping up with the angels? Are you keeping up? Last night, at, to my knowledge, that's the first no-hitter for the year. So the angels, rookie, Decker, whoever heard of this guy? That's a no-name. Well, if you ask me, the angels are a bunch of no-names with the exception of, of Trout and Otani, uh, uh, your boy. So. Let's go, Angels. <laughs> Just let's go. Something to cheer about. That's my Major League Baseball take, man. Did you hear about this? What's your take on the baseball? First, I'll say, yeah, technically, they're the second, but they are the first on the West Coast that had that no-hitter. Third, I'll say okay. this. Okay. They must have watched the show. Yeah, they must have been watching the show a couple weeks ago because I called them JV. So it's good to see that they want to be relevant. Hey, I will tell you this. Shohei Otani is a dangerous dude. I mean, stop comparing him against Babe Ruth. You need to compare Babe Ruth to him because this dude has taken baseball and shown what the true baseball player can do. Pitch, hit, throw, field. I mean, this dude is doing it. And I believe, what, this is only his second, third season? So I, 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 I'm interested in how much he influences the game to the point where now pitchers – that, that's that, that added element of a pitcher. You look at someone that's transcendent like Lamar Jackson, what he's done to football and creating the, that acceptance of a mobile quarterback. Not only mobile, but also an effective passer. So what, you look at a Kyler Murray, look at uh, Josh Allen, you got Lamar Jackson, you know, you, you, you have a Patrick Mahomes. You have this breed or this evolution of the uh, no, Russell, uh, Russell Wilson, the evolution of of the quarterback position to be very versatile where now 11 players on defense have to match up against 11 players on offense. So I look at Shohei Otani and say, wow, wow. I mean, the dude is dangerous at the plate 
and he's dangerous throwing to the plate. So it'll be interesting in the next 5, 10, 15 years what that does to baseball, what that does to the position of the pitcher. So, dude, if you all have not been watching it, just take the time. Just take the time and watch how special this player is. Truly, not even once in a generation. Again, Babe Ruth was 103 years ago. So think about once in a lifetime opportunity. So, again, Angels are looking great. It's good that they're on the West Coast. It's good that they're making uh, American League Baseball in California relevant because we know the true team in uh, California is those Los Angeles Dodgers. And they're looking nice. They're looking real nice. But, hey, bro, congratulations on another year. Birthday, you look great. 31 looks really good on you. I mean, dang. I, I, you know, you look great. You look great. So I'm excited. I'm excited. We are here today. Talk what we can talk and, and get the fans what they want, man. So what's on your heart today, bro? Well, hey, man, I think that for the rest of this show, we'll talk about NBA playoffs, basketball, basketball, basketball. I'm representing the Doves, all right, the, the Warriors today. And I expect the Warriors to close it out tonight against Memphis. Did you see the last game? Are you keeping up with this series? I mean, it's been nip and tuck, nip and tuck, especially this last game. You know, when the, 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 the Memphis Grizzlies were winning the whole game, the whole game. And then in the last 10 minutes, everybody decided to show up. And Memphis, what had got them there, they decided to get away from it, which was the pounded inside. That is the Warriors' kryptonite, if you will. So that's their wolf bane. They, they will get beat up inside. And so Memphis was beating them up. Adams, Dunk, your boy uh, uh, Jackson Jr., Duncan, you know, taking it inside, layups. And so the Warriors got away with one, but at the same time, their veteran leadership, they call it that playoff DNA, came to, through and to fruition for, for me. So I expect the Warriors to finish them out tonight. They, they're up three, two, one, and I expect them to finish it off in Memphis tonight. It's unfortunate. Ja Morant. Oh, his injury. I'm trying to figure out when it occurred, how it happened. But he may be out for the rest of the series, even if it goes further. So that's a mystery to me what exactly happened and how it happened. I'm wondering if he was if something was going on even before. So that's that's a mystery. And that perplexes me and bothers me because I'd rather play at full strength and you win or lose at full strength. But we do know uh, that these things have a way. But uh, let's start off with the Warriors and the Grizzlies, man. And tonight's game, Warriors up being 3-1. What you got? What's your take on that, sir? It's been an entertaining se season. Uh, excuse me, been an entertaining series. But it's the dubs, man. And they're still getting used to playing <laughs> with one another. Now, what is interesting is that game, considering John Morant was not in it, how close that game was. But I wonder mm – -hmm. Uh, and there's a couple of things that let's 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 just back up. There's a couple of things about that game. Okay. Is it is it look at what was more powerful? What was the critical piece? What was the most critical piece that missing? Steve Kerr or John Moran? Because to me, hmm. it seems like Steve Kerr was the most vital piece missing. No knock on Mike Brown. However, that was not the same team. 
very careless on offense, a lot of turnovers. You know, Memphis brought it. We know Memphis can play without John Moran. They had to do it 20-plus games this year. But that Golden State team was not the same Golden State team. So tonight, if, if Steve Kerr is still out for COVID protocols, which I believe he is, they actually – I could see them losing only because I look at the edge of the coach. Mike Brown didn't, didn't coach a good game. And even he admitted during his post-game conference, hey, a win is a win at this stage of the season. Uh, ugly win is a win. Uh, understandable. But I'm not saying he's coaching for his new job. But in essence, he's coaching for his new job. Here you got this all-star caliber team, championship DNA team, and you barely squeak out a win against Memphis. That's that's mm. so again, I think it's a great series. I would love to your point to have a healthy John Morant just to really have to bring the best out of both teams. But we have to remember Golden State has not been a complete team all year. I will give the edge to them. Uh, even with the two teams on the field, it's still a very competitive match. But I do agree with you. The team, as currently constructed, if Steve Kerr cannot coach tonight, I still believe the Dubs have learned from those mistakes the other night because they are a veteran team. They are a seasoned team. They played the likes of LeBron's. They played the likes of the Kevin Durant's with Russell uh, Westbrook. They played the CP3 and Harden Houston Rockets team. They've seen this before. This does not scare them. And I wonder had they gotten bored sometime throughout the series and say, okay, you know, little brother, you're not going to win. But they, they, they cannot be too arrogant, too cocky, because this team is not scared of them. And so, but I, again, I, I agree with you. Okay. A great series, but I believe the Dubs should win it tonight. I heard uh, last report is Steve Kerr should be back on the, back on the sidelines tonight. But you mentioned him being gone. Also, tragically, uh, um, Draymond Green's close friend was shot and killed actually that same day. So psychologically, they were missing uh, a Kerr, the head coach. Dre go, go, goes through that. And then, you know, uh, what the game or two before we just lose your boy, uh, uh, Gary Payton. Uh, Gary Payton. Yeah, exactly. So thank you for correcting me. So I I still like you. I still believe they're meshing. They still haven't found all their strength. I don't blame Mike Brown as much as I just blame them for psychologically not being engaged. Charles Barkley was saying they knew they were going to win, so they played like it. And so laissez-faire, and that's a total disrespect to the opponent, the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies brought it to them. Unfortunately, the Grizzlies couldn't finish the deal. So uh with Kerr back and without Kerr, I don't think it would matter to your point. Yes, they should have learned. The Dubs should have learned. You finish these boys. You finish them. Don't give them another chance. Don't let their confidence rise because they're dangerous. And so finish them and get healthy so you can transition to the next game, next series, which for us, we're talking about the Dallas Mavericks and we're talking about the, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, last night's game was an awesome game in itself. Awesome because I don't like Mavericks and the Suns put it on them, put it on them like you, like your daddy used to whoop you. I don't know if your daddy ever whooped you, but I used to get whoopings and I was a badass boy. Used to get them on the daily. If I didn't get a whooping on the daily, something was wrong. But the Mavs got that tail 
spanked last night. CP3 didn't have a great game, but my goodness, Booker starting out the first quarter, man, double digits in the first quarter and the composition of their team. They are just the better team. So if your lead, if the head of the snake being CP3, if he's not effective, you do expect other people to step up. Well, Luca doesn't have that luxury. He just doesn't have the complementary pieces to help overcome, you know, the game or even come up to the level of play as a Phoenix Sun. So I expect their next game to, to be a closeout game with the series being 4-2. I'm surprised Dallas actually won two games. I only thought it was going to go five, but I expect uh, the, I don't expect it to go seven. Phoenix Suns in six. Phoenix should win this game. I there's there's they should. And with the great thing about playoff series is that they're each individual games. The first team to win four games. Hey, they can get blown out tomorrow and win by one point to and lose by one point the next day. Every game is independent of itself. This is where you watch the magnificent orchestra of coaches being able to coach the same team against the same team four to seven games and all these adjustments that occur. So it's interesting how that was what the one of the biggest blowouts between uh, the, within those four games. But what have you dealt with? You dealt with a Booker returning back from injury. You dealt with an off game of CP3. But one thing is evident is Luca is a man all by himself with a host of, of uh, support players. Now you have a couple, one or two names that ring out to you. But are they going to show up on the daily? Those are more, more, more of those players that are that will show up at the home game. So I do agree with you. I expect it to go six. The only thing that will push it to go past this next closeout game is if Phoenix has a brain dump. Somewhere along the line, it's a coaching era. CP3 and Booker have some challenges, and they just allow the Mavericks to stay in the game longer, and it's one of those two-point losses. But – they are clearly the better team. They are clearly the better team, and they should. They need to close them out so they can rest and play the dubs. I want to give kudos to Monty Williams, uh, Coach of the Year this year. I actually thought he should have won it last year. So, Monty Williams, good job to you. Going against a first-year coach in Jason Kidd for the Dallas Mavericks. But look what Jason has done, you know, with these no-names plus Luka. And so, you know, uh, getting this far in the second round, I think it's a successful season uh, for, for Dallas Mavericks. No, they want to continue on, but it's a hard, every round becomes a little bit more harder, a little more arduous. And so Phoenix is no joke. The better team will, and better the cream will always rise. Is CP3 going to hold up? That matters to me. Uh, I, I And I really want, the Dubs against Phoenix, the Western Conference Finals. That's what I really want. I think that's great TV. I wanted to know what you think about that, sir. I, I'm a staunch believer that any defending champ should have an opportunity to defend their throne, their ring, their championship. So in this case, the Phoenix Suns deserve to be in the Western Conference Finals and have a chance to defend their championship, their Western Conference Championship. And so let them go down and play against the Dubs, who, again, as I spoke about a couple weeks ago, were the original defending Western Conference champs and defending 
uh, the year prior because obviously they didn't win the championship that year. That's the year that KD got hurt, the year that Clay got hurt. But it was the Dubs conference. So how fitting is it that the Dubs versus the Suns and the Dubs trying to get their championship back in order to go to the championship, the, the actual league championship game? So I would love to see that. again And again, CP3. Is he snake bitten? Can he get over the hump? There's so many narratives where the, the question will come, why didn't he make it this time? Oh, the only way they made it last year because they did not have a healthy gold state. So what are the narratives? He has to he has to slay some demons. And it's only right again. If you're going to slay demons, you have to go against the best, the best Western Conference team next to yours uh, the, the, to get there. And what better fitting? Because then you can say, you know what? You are true champs. You are a true Western Conference champs. That means Booker had to come, Aiden had to come, and 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 um, CP3. And I guarantee you, Draymond, Steph, Swimming Pool, and Clay Thompson are coming with it. And then your boy, Wiggins. I mean, they're pretty deep. They're pretty deep. So I agree with you. I want the best game. I want the best game, best series. And the Mavericks getting there? Come on, man. I don't need a no lay just to get to the championship game. I still believe the Dubs are the best team left in the whole playoffs on the East and Western Conference. So it would be great. So all critics who say, you know what, they're back. They're back. And, again, what a great story it would be for Steph and his team to come back out of the ashes where everybody said their dynasty was over, only to come back and take the championship ring back. with this just a minute now phoenix and the golden state warriors now we golden state warriors got some problems in the middle they don't have a big guy you remember back in the heyday they had andrew bogut he was a seven footer he would at least be a rim protector but he was also a playmaker he was he could facilitate from the five position and then you had draymond doing his thing at the four Without a big man in the middle, do you feel like the Dubs really can beat Phoenix? Being there, there they have that deficiency, that discrepancy in the middle. You you feel like the the the, the names you just mentioned can overcome that problem and that weakness in the middle for the Dubs. A death lineup, death lineup, coach, coaching, death lineup. 
there that that slasher that pool the thing that pool brings that Golden State did not have is he has no problem going in the paint and jamming in your face. He can shoot it from the outside. So who's going to take care of that? Aiden can stay in the middle all day. But who's going to take care of, of we have now three significant threats on the perimeter? Then you still got Draymond that has no problem going in the paint. So, and Draymond, okay. we know Draymond is the mastermind mental manipulator. If Aiden's mind is not ready, he ain't going to be in that game anyway. Because Draymond will play and start charging rent. He'll occupy so much space in his head. So I think it'll be great because it's matchups. Because you're right. Now, when you switch it from the offensive side, who's taking care of when Aiden's down in the paint that's eating stuff up? So, yeah. And and even look at what the Dubs have to do against Memphis. You got a John Morant who's crashing into the paint, and they have a big guy too. So they are seriously having to learn how to manipulate and deal with that deficiency yeah. and not having that big guy. Now, granted, their big guy is nowhere comparison to Aiden. However, they are experiencing big man challenges, and they're overcoming it. Yeah. So I, I, I still, even yeah. if it's a plus one on the center side, then there's that other side of the balance. Okay, Dubs have this. So it is definitely some plus ones here, plus one negative here. There's a lot of that, but I still think, as you talked about, Dubs are, are – are this better team, better coach team, better season team, the hungrier team, and right now maybe even a more healthier team because we don't know the extent of Booker's hamstrings, and we know CP3 is one something away from not being where he needs to be. Yeah. To answer my own question, Aiton, he's not that guy. He's not that dude. He's not Shaq. He's not even MB. You know, he's not Jokic. He's not that dominating center. You know, he's not a playmaker. He had many opportunities in last night's game. I mean, to be ferocious, like, you know, just send a message every now and then. Dunk on somebody, you know, put put put, put the nads on chins. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't do that. He's a soft five. So the dubs can play with him. But they got McGee coming after him. And I forget the other uh, uh little little center that they have so they got a three-headed center position but can they go small with the dubs and i say no nobody goes small with the dubs like the dubs can uh to your point because wiggins wiggins can play the five even you know or, or draymond can play the five and they play the four switch out of there and all can shoot the three all can handle the rock and it's like at any position a play can happen so i i love the dubs i just see the phoenix as a formidable foe you know so can't wait. Going to be excited about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that could be six or seven games easy. I would not be surprised if it goes seven games. Uh, it would be probably one of the best matchups. I'm thinking about some of those great Western Conference final games. You're talking about San Antonio versus Lakers, Lakers versus Sacramento. I mean, you've got some great yeah. matchups, and I really see from a star caliber perspective, I mean, you're bringing great star power, great coaching power, great team power, uh, no significant egos where you should see any significant challenges there, good guys all around. So I really think it will be a great story uh, just to watch. Yes. Let's transition to the East now. Uh, last night's game, we had Miami going up against uh, the Sixers. 
got a chance to watch that game, and it was a it was a thud. A thud, not on Miami's part, but the Sixers. Uh, bruh, this is you're two two tied up game five. What I heard a statistic earlier today: who wins game five? Eighty percent of the time, went go on to win the series. So you should be motivated. You should come out with energy. And then they don't. I'm talking about the Sixers, bruh. Down by what double digits in the first quarter? Come on, where you where you at? Embiid, you almost. Get a pass, bro. You got an over the ball and fracture. You're out there playing with a bad thumb. You're out there. You expect somebody to kind of help you out. I get it. It means I actually give you a pass. Harden, however, I I got a problem, bro. All this money you make, all that cachet you got, all that equity you have in the bank, and I don't see no results today right now. So Harden, you're on notice. You may not get paid again, bro, because you're not showing up when you need to show up. And so I got a problem right now. Game five, you're going on to game six. You're down three, two in the series. What you going to do at home? Because you're teasing a lot of people. You can shoot the three. No, you don't shoot it very well. You're not shooting enough. You can't get past folks. People say you're overweight. You're being talked about on every sports channel or news. Bruh, you're, you don't have it anymore. Prove them wrong. Harden, come on. Where's that competitive fire, that competitive spirit? I know the Heat are good, but are they that good? Come on. Man, help me out here, Vic. Talk to me, brother. Bruh, the 76ers put all chips in the center of the table. They said, all right, you know what? We we're going to play hardball with Simmons. You know what? Go ahead and go. Simmons, go ahead, go. I want to collect Harden and everything else. We're going to the championship. We're not giving Doc Rivers an excuse why he can't win this year. Ben Simmons ain't going to be the reason why they don't win this year. There's not too many excuses other than can you coach the team you have. Daryl Morey says, hey, I was with Harden in H-Town. He's a good dude. He can play. This is what he did for my team in Houston. I'm bringing him. So now, Harden, you got the GM name on you. He went all in. Now that, look, I'm telling everybody, that team was playing for Doc Rivers. He's actually coaching for his job. There's no way that the Sixers go all in. After the way they blew the lead, after they lost last year, the way they lost last year, and now they come back, they give Embiid some support. Supposed to be, what, a former three-time, two, three-time MVP? Three-point assassin? And you're supposed to show up for the playoffs? Playoffs? Yes. So when we're looking at this opportunity and they lay that egg like that, that's, that's embarrassing, man. And to your point, yes, Embiid gets the pass. He's out there looking like the Phantom of the Opera. Balling out, he playing old school '80s ball where he is playing hurt. These new day players don't play hurt, man. And you got Harden that can't show up. Come on, man. That that that's that's the pass that we gave Joel Embiid. That same pass got revoked for Harden. There's no excuse, man. No excuse. Yes. So I, I'm very embarrassed for that game. While you may have gotten excited about the Dallas Mavericks because you don't like the Mavericks. 
from the Easter Conference perspective, I expected a better game that was even watchable. And to see that this team with a seasoned coach, I talk about coaches in the Western Conference, a seasoned coach in Doc Rivers, seasoned players in Joel and in Harden, these guys have seen this before. And Harden's not playing that. He does not have that assassin mentality. I, I'm with you. He either needs to prove people wrong or he's going to prove a lot of people right. And then Darren Moray and the rest of the 76ers still have to write a check. And now that's two players that Doc Rivers had on his team that put his job in jeopardy. One was Simmons, and now it's Harden. This time, Doc Rivers will lose out on that deal. I believe he will. I love Tyrus Maxey. I love what he brings, that energy. But I think he's just not enough. But we got to give credit to Miami. I mean, we talk about Riley, Spolster, but Jimmy Buckets, P.J. Tucker. I mean, the whole the whole team, they're just seemingly cut from the same cloth. You hear what I'm saying? Just the same mindset. Grit, grind. Deadman in the center. Who's Deadman? You know what I'm saying? But he brings it, that level of energy. So I'm like... Okay, they they did what they were supposed to do, but the Sixers just, just didn't show up. You know, it was a gunfight, but they brought a squirt gun. I'm talking about the Sixers. And so they were uh, ill-equipped, ill-prepared, and they, they showed it. So what do you say? Do the Sixers win the next game at home? Do they tie it up 3-3, or is it a wrap? Hey, this is the other point. Yeah, I like that. Good, great question. I'll get there. Why do we give Doc Rivers so much props? Because he won the championship with the Celtics almost 20 years ago? But look at what Eric Spolstra's done. Like, we're overlooking the, the brilliancy of Eric Spolstra. Do we want to give him the credit for winning his championships with, okay, sure, with LeBron, that three? But uh, he did coach Jimmy Butler and that squad to the championship in the bubble, the same bubble where our, our Lakers won a championship. So we can't say that Lakers don't get an asterisk and then we're going to overlook Miami Heat as one of the powerful teams in the East. Yes, if I'm Miami, I'm playing with a chip on my shoulder. You know why? Because I know we don't even give them any credit on this show. Most of the pundits don't give them any credit. They're saying, Miami, what have they done? Uh, other than being number one seed in the East, but from an eyeball test, they don't look like they're that team, man. But Spolstra is right. coaching circles around Doc Rivers. Like you stated, Deadman, who is Deadman? He's making a lot of dead men. That's what he's doing. He is busting Joker's <laughs> head. Ostrom is putting circles around these Jokers. And if he was Denzel, he'd say, I'll put cases on all y'all mugs up in here. He is doing it. So I think we also got to give credit to Spolstrom because what he's done with this team, I mean, dang. So if I'm Spolstrom to your, to your question, Oh, night-night. I'm taking them out. <laughs> I'm telling Doc Rivers before the game, hey, bruh, it's been great coaching with you in the Easter Conference, but this ain't what you want to be, bruh. This ain't intramurals. Yeah. You got to go because I don't want even that, that opportunity to go back to Miami to play seventh game with a with a with an upset, motivated Joel Embiid and a streaky James Harden. If I'm Eric Strostra, my boys are coming tomorrow night to put the lights out, put the eviction notice on the front of that damn stadium and say you're done. That's what I would do. Done. And he will have a pink slip in his locker right after the game. I'm like you. It's a wrap. Over with. Done. They'll be waiting for who's going to be 
Is it Celtics? It's going to be the Bucks. What an outstanding series. So who's who? who is Miami going to meet? And I love this series as well. I'm just into the playoff basketball scenario. I'm tuned into every game, every night, and I got my popcorn, got my popcorn ready. So right now it's going back and forth. The series is tied 2-2. Milwaukee, Boston, each has one on the other team's court. So home court to me, does it really matter? Yes, it does matter, especially for role players. But your stars got to show up. I feel Middleton, not having Middleton for the Bucks is huge. Drew Holiday, love him, but he's not that scorer. He's a defensive specialist. So he's having to step up his scoring game, and it's taking him out of character. Giannis is having to do what? Score more, be more efficient. He's not a closer. Who was the closer? Middleton was the closer. So Middleton was making the plays towards the end of games, especially if the games are close. And so, you know, we got a rookie head coach for Boston. We got a, a, a champion head coach, just a one-year champion with Coach Bud. I love this series because of all the matchups. And, look, and I got to say this, too. Boston, who do they have that hasn't been there before? So the incumbent, that being the Bucks. Have that grit. They have that, that. They have that know-how. You talked about it last week. They. They just. It's hard to bet against them. So I need you to tell me today. This series tied two-two. Who's gonna represent? Who's gonna come out of this alive? Who's coming out of this alive? I'll give you my take after you give me yours, sir. <laughs> Man, look. Did you see what Al Horford did? Like, like, bruh, bruh, <laughs> to your point. To your point. To your point, man, like this Eastern Conference <laughs> series is about as much exciting as the as the Dubs and Memphis series. Those are the two games when they come on and I'm an Eastern Standard Time, I'm staying up watching. Those two games, those two series are the ones that I want to watch. The other two are like throwaways because you, we already know the Dubs will take this win, so we expect, but it's still competitive. We just talked about the Mavericks. We talked about 76ers. There's too many stories that makes you say, golly, why am I watching this? But these two, the, the Bucks and Celtics, I mean, one day I'm saying, oh, Bucks got this. They are the better team. Giannis is eating jokers up on the inside. Next thing you know, Al Horford turns back the clock, man. And, the, and they got the mean mug. Look, Al and, and Giannis getting teased. I mean, that is like, yo, who going to do this? They did them in the court. Al said, oh, wait, you forgot about me. You forgot. Please let me reintroduce myself. He went Jay-Z, Black (laughs) Album, Public Service announcement. He said, oh, y'all must have forgot. When Right when Yahoo started having sports fantasy leagues, I was that dude people went to pick number one. Look, I mean, he, like, resurrected, man. That was impressive. The stare downs, the tees, the elbows. I mean, that was the classic 80s physicality. You asking me, who do I pick? Literally, it could be a toss up, man. It could be a toss up, but someone has to be the, someone has to advance. And this is only the second round. So, I mean, dang. (laughs) Because I I cannot speak out of both sides of my neck. 
I want Phoenix to be able to be in the Western Conference Finals, defend their championship, and it's only uh, makes more. It only makes sense for the Bucks. Now, this is what I want. It only makes sense for the Bucks to win this champ to win this round, so they can defend their Eastern Conference championship against the Miami Heat. With that said, I will pick the defending champions to take this series because I'm going to give the edge to Giannis. I will give the edge to the coach. But the Celtics fans and the Celtics team have nothing to hang their head because they have shown they are ready. There's no more rebuilding. They've already shown we are here. We've learned how to gel because there is time they're talking about trading Tatum or Brown. So I think that that discussion is gone. That coach has proven I can coach in this league. Brad Stevens has proven I can leave from the bench and coaching to go to the front office and I can build a team. And those are some that was some criticism the whole Celtics organization was receiving a year and a half ago. So I'm impressed. They they have done their job. They've done what the Lakers were supposed to do. You become irrelevant for one year, but you're never irrelevant when you're the Boston Celtics or Los Angeles Lakers. So they did what they had to do. And they're saying, L.A., we're here. Where are you? So I like what Boston had done, but I'm picking the Bucks. What say you up? Man, before the playoffs started, man, I said the Suns were going to represent the West, and I said the Bucks are going to represent the East. I said that, and I thought the Bucks were going to repeat. I, I called that. But I believe the Suns are going to make me change my mind. They're going to make me liars. But I, I'm going to stick with my earlier call. I'm going to stick with it because I'm a man of my word. I am entitled. I have the right to change my mind, but I'm going to stick with it because – that, that that championship DNA, what does that mean? It means know-how. It means have been there before that you can recall and 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 visit some old haunts and things and how to problems solving when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, you know, being able to make decisions, coach bud, and or players taking the air out the ball, being able to be fundamentally sound when it's everything else seems to be speeding up, you slow it down. So that's what I predicted. And I would defend that that way. However, I'm watching the game right now. <laughs> the Celtics are in that ass. They are eating the bugs up right now. Game five. And the Celtics are eating them up right now. And they're about to go up 3-2. So I'm going to stick with it because I'm a man of my word. Boston, I hate my partner said, you don't have anything to hang your head about and play. This game will and may go seven games. Thank you as a fan. That's what I want. That's what I would love to see. I'm calling the Bucks, brother, and I'm going to stick with it, which means the Bucks and Miami. But let's entertain both scenarios. Bucks, Miami, Celtics, Miami. Who comes out of that alive? Man. Bucks Miami, I pick Bucks. Uh, I, 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 again, yeah. I'm going yeah. with the championship team. Uh, and again, Spolstra did everything he needs to do. Miami has no reason to hang their head. And I'm, I'm, I'm still in that. They're, they're the team to forget. They're the number one seed that you two that you choose to forget. And I apologize, Eric Spolstra. I apologize, Pat Roddy. But I will go with the Bucks. Now you throw in the dog on Celtics. <laughs> oh man. 
I think that's a good that's, man, that's a good <laughs> classic match between the two teams. Ah, mm, I, I think I'll pick for, mm, because with the Celtics have shown in this in this series, it almost makes you say they have to be that team. But I actually will go with Miami. If the Celtics make it, I pick Eric Spolstra. I think he understands the Celtics. He's played them many times. He he knows how to defeat the Celtics. I would pick Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry and that crew down there uh, to beat the Celtics and represent in the uh, the NBA championship game. Yeah, I agree 100%. If the Bucks go, I think the Bucks are far superior. Middleton should be back, and they'll just have too many weapons. Uh, Miami won't be able to handle that. But if the, if the Celtics go – uh, note that the Miami will still have home court advantage either over either team, which is huge. That that means that means a lot. And you you talk about Spolster over the Celtics, yes. Uh, Spolster over Ime Udoka, yes, yes. And then we got PJ Tucker down there, and we got uh, Jimmy Buckets. Don't forget Kyle Lowry. We talk about Bulldogs. They sacrifice body, mind, and soul for the game. Okay, they, they have that mama mentality just from a defensive perspective and they come at you and they keep coming at you, willing to take a charge, willing to get in your face just for that little round ball. So Miami over the Celtics, but not over the Bucks. Whew. Bro, you realize we ate up 30 minutes like that already? You realize where Man, we're at? We're at the end of the show. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we, we at the end of the show to watch <laughs> watch the Celtics do these jokers in. I mean, you know what? This is fun, bro. It's fun. It goes quick. It goes quick, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So my last take is is just uh, to Bob Lanier. Uh, may you rest in heaven, rest in peace. Uh, for those who do not know, Hall of Famer, legend on the basketball courts, uh, lost his uh, – Went, went home to glory yesterday, yesterday. And so I'm hearing a lot of stories about his competitiveness, things that he did on court, off court, ambassador for the league. And so you're going to be missed, sir. Known for size 22 feet. Can y'all picture a size 22 going up and down the court? My goodness. But let alone, he, they said he was just a, a gentle giant. So to the Lanier family, to the NBA family, you will be missed, Bob, uh, for what you did on the court, what you did in this for the basketball community as a whole, because I know you were president of the union and you fought uh, tooth and nail for what these guys are being able to uh, take advantage of now and today. So uh, thank you, Bob, for your contributions to the NBA. And that's it for me for taking it to the house, and I'll see you all next week. Do you all realize on 12 May, 6 p.m. Eastern, Christmas in May? You know why? Because the NFL releases that schedule. So when does the NFL ever stop? It doesn't stop. All year, baby. So listen, tomorrow is our day. It's been great. I'm not taking away the NBA. I'm not taking away the boys of the summer, Major League Baseball. And I'm not taking away the NHL as the Caps are still handling business here in D.C. What I am putting on the table is that the NFL has not gone anywhere. So tomorrow we will be able to see what matchups 
for this next year. And all the moves that happened so far in the offseason has been great. But now to see how it's going to look on the field in only 120 days is even more magnificent. So, oh, come on. We got less than 24 hours left. I cannot wait to see what my Ravens will be having to go through for their road to Super Bowl in 2023. On that note, enjoy the rest of the week, team. Enjoy this time of year. It's getting warmer, and we're coming up on Memorial Day weekend in a couple weeks. Hey, just enjoy yourself. Be safe. Have fun. Watch these NBA finals. Watch these uh, the NHL playoffs. Enjoy the sports time. Enjoy reconnecting with family. Do your thing. Check us out on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We love hearing from you. We love engaging with you. Holler at us. Let us know. That, what, tell me what you need me to know. Take care, you all. <laughs> Take it to the house.